0: Father, we ask, would your Spirit saturate this place, wherever everyone is at. May your Spirit come and bring to us the sense of your divine presence in our lives. You said that you did not leave us alone, nor forsake us, but that you sent your Spirit to be here, to teach, and to remind us of the Lord Jesus Christ. So bring to our remembrance today, Lord, the words that you have spoken through your prophets, through your apostles, and through your own Son, Jesus Christ that you may bring us, Lord, to that place where we behold the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ and fill our heart with praises and with gladness because the light of the Lord has been given to his church. May your word go out and perform that which you have commissioned it to in our hearts, and may we become the bringers of the light and those who would proclaim the year of salvation of the Lord to all. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Look for the Savior, for our conversation is in heaven from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Most English translation will translate the word conversation here to be citizen. The Christian pursuit is Jesus Christ. This is our constitution. The constitution is the set of parameters in which we use to conduct our lives and our behavior. So we are citizens. We are members of the kingdom of heaven. We belong into this heavenly kingdom, and therefore it is our constitution, the word of God, which directs how we live and act, and we behold only to the law of God, in which we are set free from the works of the law because the Lord Jesus Christ has performed this work in us. So our pursuit is to live in such a way that the world would know that we are not of the world, that we don't belong in the world. The conversation that we hold, what we say, how we speak, how we conduct our lives, those things that are done in private, those things that are done subconsciously, people should be able to look at us and know that we do not belong in this world, that we are from a different place, that our citizenship is not here on this earth, But our citizenship is in heaven. The apostle tells us that he counts all things in this life, in the preceding chapter, as loss. For the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ, for whom he suffered the loss of all things. To know Christ, one must begin to look for the traces of the Savior. And that's what I want to admonish you today. Can you go through, take an inventory of your time? Maybe just this morning, since the time that you woke up. What have we done? What are the first thing when you open your eyes? What did you do? Are the things that we do on the day-to-day basis reflect where we come from and who do we hold our allegiance to? To know Christ, we must see the traces of the Savior in our lives. Do people see it? Do you see the traces of the Lord Jesus in your life, in our consciousness? And through our lives, the others might look at us and hear us and know that we are from the kingdom of God. And our Lord is the Lord Jesus Christ. Many think that Jesus is easily found. We just call him and he's there. It is not so. It is not so. The Son of God is precious. The saints of old, those who are in the Old Testament, look for the Savior for thousands and thousands of years. And they did not find him. And some even die before seeing the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember the prophet? He said, now I can die. I can rest in peace because now I've seen the Savior. We think that we can just utter his name and somehow he shows up, but then we can't really understand how that's possible if we never look for him. The Bible says, look for me. Look for me with all your heart and I will be found of you. Here's what the Lord said in Luke 17, verse 22. And He said unto His disciples, the days will come when ye shall desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man and ye shall not see it. Our Lord inhabits the place where His name is glorified. Some of us, we don't have this constant communion with the Lord Jesus Christ. And therefore, the church exists because the church exists in the place where His name is glorified when we come together in the assembly of the saints, as we remember in Psalm 1. The congregation of the righteous, the Lord is there. And when we come together like this, and when we come together, we worship the Lord. His presence is here, and that allows those who are far from Him to come into and see a glimpse of His glory. The presence of the Lord is in the place where he is worshiped, he is glorified, he is magnified. The body, the church, the conversation revolves around Jesus Christ and not the things of this world. And then he graces us with his glory. Among those, the Apostle Paul calls the enemies of the cross of Jesus Christ. The enemies of the cross of Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ is absent. He is not there. We must pursue the cross. You and I, we cannot see the Lord Jesus Christ, but what we can do is we can see the cross. Remember, the Lord says, take up your cross and follow me. The question is, do you know what that cross is? Do you know your cross? The church of Jesus exists in the middle of a very sad, shattered, and now irreverent society. We take the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in vain. In the speeches that we make, in the movies, in the videos, in the songs, on the internet, everywhere, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ is being blasphemed, and yet God calls us into this place. God calls the church into this place, not so that we adopt the same sentiment of the world, not that we speak the same way that they do, not that we would sing the same song. But unfortunately, a lot of us are unaware, and our ignorance will kill us. Christ is here, is present in this world through the church, through us. If we speak the same as the world, if we behave the same way as the world behaves, if our conversation does not bring glory to Jesus Christ, then how would they see Jesus through us? Jesus prayed this in John chapter 17, verse 15. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from evil. Jesus established the church here in the middle of this darkness, this sinful world, so that we can be the the mouthpiece, the oracle of God, to speak life into this world. Not that we would conform and become and run after the things that is in the world, but that we would be transformers, those who transform the world, those who light the way, the path to the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus says that in his priestly prayer, he said, I did not pray so that you would take them out of the world, but I I pray for them so that they would be kept from evil. We are kept from evil because we must be in the midst of evil. Evil cannot come into us and take over us because of the prayer of the Lord Jesus Christ, not because I'm so good, not because I have the ability to resist temptation and sin, but the Lord is praying for me. The Lord is praying for us. That's why we are kept from evil. But we have been called into this evil place so that we can speak about the Lord Jesus Christ. We can speak of the Lord Jesus Christ. We can speak through the Lord Jesus Christ to this world. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. Don't confuse that. Many of us think that our life's pursuit is to gain as much as we can. The church commitment to preach the Lord Jesus Christ until He comes That is our mandate. Our world is not here. Set your affection on things above. Our world is not here. Our citizenship is not here. We must set our affection and our thoughts and our desire and our pursuit on things above. The cross is our destination. He calls us, Jesus, calls to enter the world to be the light of the world, the beacon of hope. And if we let the world illuminate light, then we'll be as dark as the world. Philippians, chapter 2, verse 15, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the Son of God, without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom ye shine as light of the world. This is our mandate, among whom ye shine as light of the world. And Jesus says, if your light be darkness, how dark is your darkness? We must be this light, And this light needs to be external from the world. This light needs to come from the altar of God. This light needs to come from Jesus Christ. This light, we can't take it from the world. And if you're looking for the light of Jesus Christ in the world, all you will find is this strange fire. So look for the light of Jesus Christ at the altar of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Christian's testimony becomes darkness when we don't have this light. When we have strange fires that we brought in, from the altar of this world. The intensity of the light comes from within the church. The intensity, how bright you shine, comes from how close you get to the source of that fire, and that is the Holy Spirit. How far are we from the Holy Spirit? How far are we from this fire, this pure essence of God that's burning as we come closer to the Lord, as we come closer to this immortal light and fire? We are enlightened. The world now is in our pocket. We have it in our hands constantly. And it flashes, blings at us, beeps at us, and draws constantly. And most of us are unaware and unconscious of the draw of the world. James chapter 1, verse 14. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and entice. See, the world knows what we're looking for. The world knows what we're lusting after. Sometimes more than we do. When you walk into a store and if you visit that store often enough, they know what you would buy. They know if you're pregnant. Even before you do. There are behavior that the world understands about us because we're not very different than everyone else in the world. There are doppelgangers of you, people who might not look like you but behave just like you in the world, all over the world. How do you know these search algorithms that are able to bring you, to cater to you, those things that you think you want? Are you not being shaped? Is your mind not being shaped? Are you even aware of this? The world knows what we want. When you type in that comment box, even if you wipe it and you don't post it, it knows. It learns your psychology. One of the biggest companies in the world today have one of the biggest team of psychologists who studies behavior. The world knows what you want And the world will feed you what you think you want. And eventually, it will form your mind. It will shape your mind into liking whatever it places before you. Don't be naive that you think that you're in control of your life. You are being formed and shaped by the things that you do subconsciously. The keyboard is an unnatural form of communication. The arrangement of the letters on the keyboard... It's unnatural. And yet, some of us, or most of us, are so fluent at it. We're being shaped. We are being fit to technology. We are being retrofitted so that we would fit the technology that's been invented. It's not the other way around. Technology is not catered to you. You are being shaped to match. Kids growing up today know how to figure out how to touch the screen. You wake up in the morning, subconsciously unlock your phone and begin to work on it. We are being shaped and formed by the world. Subconsciously. Everywhere we go. Now this morning, I got into my car and started driving and realized, oh, forgot my phone. I got two choices. I can just keep going. Where did my mom text me? She asked me if I was going to come over after the service today. So I had to come back. What if some emergency had happened? We are, we are tethered to technology. But every man is tempted when he's drawn away. The world knows what you want, the lust. A divided heart, Hosea said, is faulty. It does not function the way that it has been designed to function. When a Christian becomes dazzled, With the glitters of life, she's swept away into its darkness. The deceitfulness of riches impedes and stifens the life of the Christian. Jesus asked the young ruler, and he couldn't turn away because he has a lot of riches. So he went away from Christ, like many today. Later, Lord, I got this thing I need to handle. Sorrowful. Are you more invested in the world than you are in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ? Is your heart drawn into things of this life? Is Jesus close to you? Do you know him, and does he know you intimately? The Christian life, to look for the Savior, it is a complete pursuit. If we are going to be citizens of heaven, we need to pursue one thing in this life, and that is the cross of Jesus Christ. That is the cross of Jesus Christ at the expense of all things and I count all things as loss. Look with me in verses 13 and 14 of chapter 3 of Philippians. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things that are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. None of us, even the Apostle Paul says he's not attained. Brothers, I count not myself to have apprehended. To attain the fullness of Christ on this side of life, the apostle says requires to the abandonment of all things, forgetting those things that are behind. If you, it was successful, forget it. it was painful, forget it. Reaching unto those things that are before. Press toward the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Do you know what the Lord has called you to do? Do you know what that calling is? the body of the Lord Jesus Christ should be the pursuit of the head of the body, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. And to answer the question, he said, that I may know him. That I may know him. Or, and more, our modus operandi should be to seek the more excellent knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's every morning we should wake up and say, I need to know the Lord Jesus Christ more. And what should I do? What are the things, my behavior, my actions, how are those things should shape my knowledge or my increasing knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Have you seen? Do you see? Look at me. Look at my life. Look at through this COVID time. Have I personally, your past have grown? That's the litmus test for each one of us. Look at your lives since the beginning. Have you grown in the Lord Jesus Christ? Have your pursuit of the Lord Jesus Christ grown? Ask yourself, am I a citizen of heaven? Am I a citizen of heaven? Of the kingdom of God, or am I so invested in this life? Or even some of us, I'm a vagabond. I have no citizenship anywhere. And that's okay. No, it is not. We have been redeemed, we have been purchased with the blood of Jesus Christ. Return to the Lord. Galatians chapter 6, verse 14. But God forbid that I should glory saving the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me and I to the world. The cross is the Christian focal point, shapes like a focal point. We should look at it as the destination, as the place where we should aim our focus, our attention toward heaven. For our conversation is in heaven, where we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's where we should focus. That's where we should turn our attention to. If you turn your attention into any earthly things, you will go there. They teach you that in motorcycle school. If you look down, you go down. Look up. Our conversation, our citizenship is in heaven. Let our conversation outside the church be evangelistic, and inside the church be encouragement, be about Jesus Christ. Examine your conversation when you speak to one another, when you speak to your friend, when you chat. What are your conversations about? Do they eventually lead back to the cross? Do they eventually lead back to the Lord Jesus Christ? Or it is it about well what is it about? Cats? Is it about cats? Probably. Fifteen percent of the internet traffic is about cats. It's incredible, but you know that's three point eight million videos and images shared every day is about cats. Cats. Where's our conversation today? Should be in heaven, from whence we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. The term conversation here, I mentioned before, in your translation, it would say citizenship. More accurately translated is commonwealth. We have a commonwealth that is not of this world. We share in a life that is not of this world. We have a community that is not of this world. We do not share anything with the world, we have something to share to the world, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ and his salvation. We must pursue Christ and establish a foundation in the church of God. Unless we are born again, we are not of the kingdom of Lord Jesus Christ. You've been baptized. You are part of the visible church, the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. If our conversation, if our inclinations if, you, if our proclivities are toward the kingdom of heaven, then all citizenship is of the kingdom of heaven. What should the conversation inside the body sound like? Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. While we look not at things which are seen, but at things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Big difference. Things that are seen are temporal. One day, this thing will be gone. Things that are seen are temporal. Things that are not seen are eternal. They are not things that are unseen in this life because we are made up of matter. But things not made up of matter are things in the kingdom of God. Things that are not seen, they are not of this world. The Apostle Paul says, we would be formed like unto his glorious image. It would take this vile body, and fashion it like unto his glorious body. So look for those things that are not in this life, in this world, because everything that you see here will be gone. They're temporal. Nothing in this life will last except for what we bring from heaven, and that is salvation of the soul of men. As we mature, our body uh, weighted down. I sense that every day. But for some of us, our minds begin to incline toward heaven. When we are young, our body is growing up from the ground, but our minds begins to face downward. Contentions and arguments tend to stem from foolish babbling. Go through your chat messages. Look at your feed, wherever your social media proclivities might be. What do you read on there? What is it about? What are the conversations on there about? Who has walls? Proverbs 23, verse 29. Who has sorrows? Who has contention? Who has babbling? Who has wounds without cause? Who has redness of eyes? Spend so much time on those devices. We're drunk with an excess amount of mindless cat's videos. How many pictures of different dishes, beautiful places? Once uh, look at the Instagram account of someone who collected these beautiful images of places around the world, and then she takes them and she makes a collage out of them. is that a word, a collage? Collage. And the fascinating thing is, they're all the same. Different people are taking exactly the same thing. And yet, we are being fed constantly Over and over again, variations of the same theme, over and over again. And the question is, what's the purpose? What's the meaning? What's the point? Who has walls? Who has sorrow? Who has contention? Who has babbling? Who has wounds without cause? Who has redness of eyes? Those who are drunk. Those who are drunk. How much of our daily conversation is rooted in Christ and heavenly things? How can the dying world come to know the knowledge of the Savior and be saved if we, the church, never speaks about him? Cannot pride ourselves on the appeal of the world. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Until we are aware of the enemies, we are not equipped to fight against the enemy. Beware of these things. He said this in verse 17. Brethren, be followers together of me and mark them which walk so as ye have us for an example. Mark, look. Look at people around you. Look at those who walk a certain way and look at the apostles, how they walked. Do we know? Can we tell the difference? Can we see there are some that walk as if they are pursuing the cross of Jesus Christ and he said, for many walk and I have told you and now tell you even in weeping that they are the, the enemies of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. Can we discern, do we see, can we recognize those who walk that way? Are we those who walk that way? Do you examine yourself? Today we sit and we partake of the Lord's communion. Take account of how we walk, how we conduct our lives. Our lives toward heaven or toward the lustful world. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of those who claim to be Christian but walk a certain way. He said, mark them. Mark them. Put them up against the scripture and look at the apostles and see how they compare. Watch how they live, what they say. Are they living like the apostles? He warns a Christian to mark them, mark them, which walks so. They are the enemies of the cross of Jesus Christ. Christ should be and should be our conversation. But Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 through 3. I'll just read to you verse 1. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. If you indeed, and I trust, that we are all risen with Christ, we have been saved by Jesus' blood, we have made that commitment with Him, not that we have made, but He has given us the grace in which we respond in our commitment to Him, then seek those things that are above. Look toward heaven. Let our conversation be salted with the light of Jesus Christ. Shine as beacon of hope in this perverse and crooked nation among whom we live and move. Shine. Let your conversation be of and about the Redeemer, the Lord Jesus Christ. Let this season, let this Christmas be the season where we will draw that line and we say, I will never walk beyond this. Not with the world. Not of the world. But to the world we bring the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ and His redeeming love for them. May the words of our mouths fill with the praises of the Savior. May our conversation be always about Jesus. About Jesus. Let us adorn with the spirit of the humility of Jesus Christ. He said, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took on him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. Take on this spirit of humility of Jesus Christ. Clothe it like a badge of honor, of humility. May we never forget that the Lord has commissioned us to bring this light to everyone around us. This is our charge from the Lord, that they might receive the gift of eternal life. Father, we come to you asking, would you grace us, Lord, endow us with the gift of understanding. Lord, our, f- our flesh is indeed weak. Lord, our minds and, and our lives are so fickle and easily swayed in the, the winds and the, the waves of this life. Lord, may we have a heart and a mind of the Lord Jesus Christ. May the Holy Spirit mold and shape us into a vessel that you can use to bring salvation to those around us. May our conversation be toward heaven from whence we look for the Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. May our conversation with each other be encouraging and be admonishing as we build each other up in the light of the Lord. And Lord, I ask, would you, would you use us to be a vessel to bring salvation to this world, to bring light and hope to those who are without at this time, to draw them, out of the places where they hide even at this time and bring them into the possibility of salvation in you. I pray that you use each one of us, Lord, for we have been called out of darkness and into your light. For we have been clothed with the array of your glory. May we shine and be that beacon of hope and glory to those who are in our midst and beyond. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. May the Lord bless you and the Lord keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace.